This podcast is inspired and presented by Ziggler, the most trusted name in personal development, influencing over 250 million people worldwide. Let them inspire your true performance at Ziggler.com. Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. My name is Blake Lindsay, and I am sure happy you're here for the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Thank you for sharing Zig's motivational freebie with everybody you know. I believe we're going to be glad to be here today because we got a special trainer, Brian Flanagan, who Zig has mentored, and we get to hear Brian talk to an audience about how to learn a new skill and the stages of growth you go through to get there. You will enjoy his humor as much as I do. Laugh along with Brian as he inspires us to keep on growing. Let's join the live audience. By a show of hands, how many of you are here this morning? <laughs> Some of you aren't sure. Now, it's an exciting group, an excited group, and it's always good to work with salespeople who are excited. Had a chance to meet Angela in the back. Get to know Angela, interesting lady. Her brother-in-law is a veterinarian who's also become a taxidermist. He's got a sign above his door that says, either way, you get your dog back. <laughs> now, see that Ted McIlvain is with us. Get to know Ted. Ted's an interesting guy. Ted is one of nine children. He was raised in a three-bedroom home, one of nine kids raised in a three-bedroom home. Uh, he was telling me before the meeting started, it was so crowded when he was growing up that he never slept alone until after he was married. <laughs> Welcome to the Selling Difference program. We want to make a difference in your sales career. Zig Ziglar's material will definitely do that. It'll impact the sales professional as well as the salesperson. The Selling Difference program is designed to build a better you. It's designed to take the principles that Zig shares with you over the next few recordings and give you an opportunity to move to the next level of sales. What we want to do is put practical ideas in your hand so that you leave the recording better than when you started the recording. We'll try to get you involved in that as we go through. You have a workbook in front of you there. We want you to take notes. We want to get you involved in some of these activities. So let's get you involved right now. By a show of hands, how many of you would admit that you do not know how to play a game called thumb wrestling? Don't know how to play a game called thumb wrestling? All right, good. You don't know how to play. If you would, let's welcome. She's our first volunteer, so if you would step up. And your name is? Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie for volunteering, you received my latest audio cassette tape entitled, The Ten Smartest Men in America and How I Picked the Other Nine. <laughs> well, this is a tape by Zig. You'll like this tape. Stephanie, the object of this game is to win, so I choose someone that hadn't played. <laughs> what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to take my hand. I'm going to wrap my fingers around her fingers. I'm going to put my thumb on top of her hand. She'll put her thumb on top of mine. We're going to go one, switch distance, two, three. Pull your thumb all the way back. I'll try to pin your thumb. You'll try to pin mine. Am I going too fast? Okay, good. Now, Stephanie, watch my hands. They never leave my wrist. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three, go. No, you went for the head fake. I pinned your thumb. Don't go for the head fake. Okay, let's try it again. Now we're ready. One, two, three, go. Oh, you did it, you rascal. Well done. Thank you very much. You did. Stephanie. Now, Stephanie, because you're in sales, let me check for my wallet. Okay. Now, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to turn to a buddy or a budette. Everybody, get a partner. 
We're going to thumb wrestle. We're going to go the best two out of three. Everybody turn to a partner. Ready, get set, grow. Okay, stop. We've gone long enough. Hold on. We've gone long. We have two, pe two people over here just got engaged. <laughs> now, if you'll turn to your workbook, you will see, in your workbook there, you will see four stages of growth. Now, those four stages of growth were just illustrated with Stephanie here. When I said, Hammy, do you do not know how to play a game called thumb wrestling, several of you raised your hand. At that exact moment in time, you were in the first stage of growth. You were way down here where you didn't know you didn't know. Now, when you don't know you don't know, that's called what? Unconscious incompetency. When you don't know you don't know, that's called unconscious incompetency. Psychologists call these happy people. <laughs> they don't have a clue as to what's going on. I'm going to introduce a term to you today. Now, some of you may be familiar with it. Some of you may not be familiar with it, but the term is called upsetting the customer's homeostatic balance. Speak English, Brian. What do you mean by that? When we talk about upsetting the homeostatic balance of the customer, as we talk about that in developing the needs of the customer, some of you say, I don't know what you're talking about. You're at that stage where you don't know you don't know. Then I tell you that in order to sell somebody something, they have to be ready to receive it. They have to be receptive to your presentation. Ah, wait, I'm not very good at that. Well, then you may know that you don't know. You move to the second level. You become what? Consciously incompetent. And that's what happened when Stephanie stood up and she said, what? I'm going to grab your hand and do, wait, wait, Brian, I know I don't know how to do that. And she actually grew to the second level where she knew that she didn't know. This is a huge stage in your sales growth. If you would star that, check that off, underscore that. This is a huge stage in your sales growth because this is where we get bogged down. When we're out there and we know that we don't know how to do something as a sales professional, three things happen to us. Number one, our motivation leaves. Number two, our frustration increases. And number three, you've been doing something to yourself that salespeople have been doing to themselves since day one. You start to chip away at your self-confidence. You start to move back physically, emotionally, spiritually, sometimes physically, because you start to doubt yourself and you start to criticize yourself. Who is your worst critic? You are, unless you're married. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage is grand, divorce a hundred grand. <laughs> so when we get to this stage, we put all this pressure on ourselves and you can't hit a baseball playing tight. You can't make a sale playing tight. We've got to loosen up a little bit, but when we get into this stage, when we know that we don't know something, as, as high achieving, high performing salespeople, we get into this stage, guess what? We start to doubt ourselves and we get depressed. We get so depressed that we walk around our offices looking like the picture on our driver's license. And, and that's not pretty. Guys, you can't make a sale. Gals, you can't make a sale this way. You've got to back up a little bit and understand this. You have to stop being a critic when you stop being fair. How many of you have children? Very good. How many don't have children? How many are too bitter to talk about it? <laughs> well, you would never unfairly criticize your children. Why do we unfairly criticize ourselves? Brian, I can take it. No, you can't. I can't take it either, but we have a tendency as sales professionals to think that we need to be here when the, when the customer wants us to just talk to me. 
Stop doing that to yourself. Take your foot off your throat to give yourself permission to be successful in the world of selling. One of our staff gave me at Christmas last year a little paperweight, a little pewter paperweight. It has my favorite saying on it. You may want to write this down. It says, angels fly because they take themselves lightly. <laughs> angels fly because they take themselves lightly. When we get wrapped up in ourselves, we got a pretty small package. So we need to take the attention off ourselves and focus it where it belongs on other people. Now, how do you get out of this? How do you get out of this stage? Guys, this is a big stage. Now, now take note of this. Take note of this. It's okay to be at this stage. It's okay to be at this stage. It's not okay to stay there. There's nothing wrong with growth. There's nothing wrong. We've all been there. And if we change jobs, we come up with new sales campaigns, there are new competitors moving into the market, the tendency is that we want to go, we've got to go through this stage. Make it short, but at the same time, this is an important stage to growth. We all have to do this. How do you get out of this stage? Stephanie, if you're a tapeworm, we suggest that you plug in a Zig Ziglar tape. If, in fact, you're a bookworm, we suggest that you read a Zig Ziglar book. And the reason is, is that if you want to be, get a hold of Zig's material, you're going to be real successful. But at the same time, we understand that, as Zig says in his book, See at the Top, this is the stage where we get into negative self-talk. This is the stage when we develop what Zig calls stinking thinking, caused by hardening of the attitudes. Well, how do you give yourself out of this stage? Give yourself a checkup from the neck up. Zig has 15 ways in which to increase your self-image. Step number 10, make a victory list to remind you of your past successes. This list should include those things that gave you the most satisfaction and the great, greater confidence. We need to take a look at building ourselves by going back and revisiting what we've done well in our lives. Get a friend, a mentor, a coach, a buddy, a, a manager that may help you move through that stage. And Stephanie, you little rascal, that's what you did the second time because you pinned my thumb and she moved to the stage where she knew that you knew. When you know that you know, you become what? Consciously competent. It may be in the area of objections. You're not friendly with objections. Objections aren't friendly with you. But at the same time, when you find that objection, you can deliberately make your way through that. You're consciously competent. You can manage the objection. You can test the objection. Then you have to ask the obligating question. Once you test it, you can answer the objection, but it's on a conscious level. That's growth. There's nothing wrong with that. The last stage is the stage we're all striving for. We're so good at what we do, we don't know it. That's what? Unconsciously competent. My job is much like your job. The Zig Ziglar Corporation is much like your company. What we want to do is work with our clients so we can move them up that scale. Our desire is after this recording that you leave the recording better off than when you started. That's our goal. That's our mission. That's what you do with clients every day. But let's take a look at this. If I had to overlay my selling skills over this growth chart, these four growth stages, here's where Brian would lay his selling skills. I spend a lot of time from consciously competent on down. I don't spend a lot of time selling in an unconsciously competent mode. And the reason is, this is hard. <laughs> selling is hard. Selling is difficult. Let me put it to you this way. If selling were easy, your boss would still be doing it. <laughs> There's some truth in that. But this is the most distasteful thing I've ever done in my life. When I started selling, it was distasteful. So everything I've done as a sales professional, I have acquired the skills. And as you can see for the live audience here, you can see I'm not very far along and unconsciously competent. This is still a deliberate effort on my part. And let me tell you something. I'm happy about that. And here's why. I'm still growing. 
Zig has an employee who hasn't been fully grown yet. We had a meeting with my family. Now, my, my children hate to be seen in public with me. So usually we have meetings at the house instead of a restaurant. My son was home from college for three, seven weeks. We saw him for three hours. So he's there. Pat, Patrick and Quinn are there. Cindy and I are there. And we're talking about the, the goals for this coming year. My family understood Dad's goals. My children are excited that Daddy's future is ahead of him. I'm excited that my wife's future, her greatest victory as a person, as a mom, as a wife, those are ahead of her. The greatest victories for my children are ahead of them. My point to you is we're all growing. Congratulations, you've invested in your growth, and we're excited that you have invested in your growth. Hopefully you got a couple of new jokes you can use in the office and also an appreciation for the importance of never having arrived. It is essential to your career and your happiness that you always have new opportunities, new lessons to learn, and new areas to grow. I want to leave you with that positive thought. Keep growing today. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Join the live audience.